Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Sports Legend. Along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew, it's me, of course, William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, man. How's it going? Ain't nothing much, man. Glad to have you on the show as always. Glad to be on here as usual. I and equally, we're glad to have you, ladies and gentlemen, check out this show. Uh, feel free to talk. Sports and entertainment, you know how we do it on this show, every weekly. Um, on today's show, um, you know we're gonna we're gonna talk, you know wrestling. We're gonna talk NXT, WWE, AEW, you know, and uh, we're also gonna talk about, um, you know, what's going on in sports as baseball and um, you know basketball, you know they're 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 going to well baseball's gonna re it's gonna start this season. NBA is gonna you know restart it. But you know, most importantly, you know, the number is five six three nine 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 three five two nine. That's five six three nine 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 three five two nine. So you know, feel free to talk about any of these topics or more. You know, we'd love to hear hear from you. So, yeah, with that said, you know, normally you know, we wrap wrestling, but, you know, we're going we're gonna to lead off with, with, with wrestling, you know, since wrestling had a huge week, you know. You had NXT and AEW, as usual, going head-to-head, but both shows, they had a two-week um, pay-per-view on on free TV on network TV you know cable TV so you know they were they they were battling out you had NXT you know having the Great American Bash um for the past two weeks on July first and um, of course July eighth and to counter that AEW had their Fighter Fest pay per view event you know on on free TV as well on network cable network TV, so they were both battling out, you know, they put a paper, they put a two-week pay-per-view, you know, on, on cable network television, they were battling out, and, um, yeah, we're going to lead off with, with, um, NXT, because, you know, they had, they had history, but we're going to, we're going to give you a quick recap of what happened, you know, to the two weeks until, the main event, of course, between Keith Lee, uh, the North the North American champion at the time, solely the North American champion at that time, battling the then NXT world champion um, Adam Cole, you know, in a winner-takes-all singles match for the NXT championship. And, of course, the, um, the – the NXT champion and the North American championship. You know, we're gonna end. We're gonna wrap up the show with that. You know, I will actually wrap up 
the NXT talk with that, but we're going to, before we get to that, we're going to just do a quick review of, uh, you know, the matches that went down. Uh, night one, you had Tegan Knox uh, defeat Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Mia Yim in a fatal four-way elimination match to determine the number one contender for the NXT uh, Women's Championship. Um um, you also had um, uh, what was I gonna say? So yeah, they're gonna be battling uh, Io Shirai for that, you know, eventually. Um, you got you had Timothy uh, Timothy Thatcher defeat uh, Oni Lor- Lauren in a Lorkin in a singles match. Uh, Rhea Ripley defeated um, Aaliyah and Robert Stone, formerly known as uh, Robbie E when he was in uh, TNA Impact. Um, Dexter Loomis, uh, you know, the former ally of uh, uh, the the Velveteen Dream, he defeated his uh, longtime um, rival, Roderick Strong, in a strap match. Um, Yeah, I think if my memory serves me right, uh, Roderick Strong, he was, um, you know, battling Dexter Loomis and you know he's been scared of him for weeks because he's in a of a car so every time he 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 everywhere he goes he sees him so um yeah as a result he you know he he freaked out and and I think he ran, he ran away and got um lost that match or wasn't the match prior to that well in any case you know he he um you know he lost that match to to Dexter Loomis uh, Io Shirai, she defeated um, Shasha Banks um, in a singles match. Um, that was night one on July 1st. Then this past Wednesday was night two of it, and you had Tony Nese uh, defeat uh, Leon Ruff in a singles match. Um, Candice LeRae, she reignited her, uh, her feud with Mia Yim. Uh, two two um, weeks in a row um, in this pay per view. This is probably the only this, that's probably the only match where the the people battle each other both consecutive weeks. Um, hmm. Yeah, uh, Candice LeRae defeated uh, Mia Yim in a street fight. I, I think she like did like a a top rope move. Like I, I forgot what it was. I think she she signed off the the top turnbuckle for for the you know the to win the match. Bronson Reed, uh, he defeated Tony Nese. So Tony Nese was in two matches apparently. He, uh, he 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 defeated Leon Ruff and he lost to Bronson Reed. Uh, Johnny Gargano he defeated Isaiah Swerve Scott in a in a singles match. Uh, Legando de la Fantasma has um, Santos Escobar, formerly known as um, Fantasma, his him and his group. Um, Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza and Brizongo in a six-man tag team match. Brizongo? Santana Garrett. And last but not least, Keith Lee, the North American champion, defeats the longest reigning NXT champion, 
in the winner takes all singles match for championship and Hey, Well, you're still there? Hey, Will? Well, you heard the man, man. He's, he's, he's limitless, man. He, he proved it. He's, um, you know, even he's a big dude, you know, Hey, well, there's there's some audio issues right now. To wrestling, this dude, he, he, you know, he's, you know, he's, you know, like he he could move like, like um, Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other big man who could, who 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 can who can move. Um, that escapes me at the moment. Uh, Yokozuna is pretty agile. Yep, yeah. Yeah, Yokozuna was another one as well. But yeah, he he I mean this dude was a man, this dude I mean this dude is I mean the stuff he does in the ring is it's like unbelievable. Like I mean it, it was an amazing match, you know. And he oh, went yeah, toe definitely. He went toe for toe with with Adam Cole, longest reigning champion, leader of the undisputed era. And you know what can you say? The 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 best man won. You know, it was a great match. You know, um, Adam Cole hit the the um the Panama Sunrise, which which is basically you know his his you know the Canadian Destroyer. He did the last shot, you know, multiple times, and you know that basically usually, you know that that basically ends the match. You know, obviously it's his finisher, but. Yeah, I mean that was that was a great match. And I, I, if my memory right, I don't even think I don't even think uh, the, the undisputed or even interrupted in the match. And those guys always interrupt, you know, you know, cause distraction. I, I could be wrong, but I don't remember them interfering in his in the match, you know, in the behalf of uh, Adam Cole as usual. But yeah, yeah that was great. That was a that was a great match. Oh yeah, by you know, far. I mean, yeah, and he deserved it, man. Uh, you could see it coming, you know, for some time now that Lee was going to be uh, an eventual champion of NXT. I mean, this guy, mm-hmm. for his size, I mean, this guy is very agile and athletic. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never seen a guy that big, you know, like you said, since Bam mm-hmm. Bam Bigelow, guys like Yokozuna, mm-hmm. you know. I can even go back further than that. I can go back to, like, guys like... Uh, um, well, I don't. I don't think he was the. He was that big. Aku, I don't know if you remember Aku. Oh, Aku, yeah, 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 Aku, yeah. Back in the day, but he wasn't really like a big. He wasn't like a big heavy guy, you know. But for his for his size, you know, he had some weight to him. So he was a pretty athletic mm-hmm. dude. Um, but as far as like really heavy dudes, like most recently, I mean, you'd have to probably say Yokozuna, Bam Bam Bigelow. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even a guy like Big Show, you know. Big Show's pretty agile. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they did, yeah they did say right. He they did use him as a reference. We use him as a reference, but yeah, they were saying yeah, Big Show also as well. Yeah. 
Especially Big Show when he, in his younger days, you know, as a giant WCW. Yeah, yeah. his prime, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this dude, he's got the making. Well, I mean, he's champion right now, but he he could be a great champion. I mean, he could even hold the title for a year, just like Adam Cole did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's going to extend his uh, NXT North, North American Championship, and, you know, he has a, he has a shot to break Adam Cole's one. I think he'll I think he'll he'll go extremely far, but I think he I think the only reason why he won't he won't break Adam Cole's record is probably they're gonna they're gonna call him up. I think that that'll be the only thing that'll stop him. But you know, realistically, man, who, I mean, who could really stop this dude? I I know at the end of the celebration they teased um, you know, uh, Karrion Cross. And his girlfriend Scarlett, you know, staring and laughing in the background, you know, foreshadowing his um his inevitable feud, his inevitable feud with uh, Karrion Cross, you know, but um yeah, I mean that I mean that was just a, a awesome match, you know. He you know as usual he ended it off with a spirit bomb, you know, showing he's a fan of the you know Dragon Ball Z. And then uh, hit the Big Bang catastrophe and made history, you know. And um, yeah, here, here's a here's a um, interview he did after um, you know match, you know, while he's basking in the glory of the 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 victory. This is a WWE Network exclusive. Congratulations, you are now a double champion, the new NXT champion, and still the North American champion. Are you just basking in the glory right now? <laughs> that was such an easy one. I mean, I would love to say yes, but right now I'm in so much pain, it's hard to bask in anything, but the throbbing of my body, my face, my ankle, but in all honesty, God, yeah. This is sweet in so many ways, from the journey to coming here and having such a slow start, stop, start situation, and take it all the way back to when I spoke out there and I talked to those four guys and I said, hey, I'm just trying to decide which championship I'm taking first. It's weird, right? I go up there to them once, and now here I stand with one I took from them, the latest edition. History. I'm feeling like a historian. I'm feeling historical. How else do you describe this except for magic? I believe Mark Henry said to me that I would bring back, uh, forgive me if I misquote him, but fairly certain I was paying attention when he said I would bring back big man magic. Mr. Henry, this one's for you too. But more importantly, McKenzie, my coach who just passed away just last week once told me I would be the top. I would be one of the best this industry has seen. Today, 
you heard it from the man himself. Uh, you know, he made history um, unifying the two um, prestigious titles in NXT. And, um, yeah, he was alluding to it. His, um, his, uh, his trainer, Killer Tim Brooks, he uh he he recently passed away on uh June 30th. So you know rest in peace to him and um rest in peace. You know he he believed in him you know nearly 16 years ago that you know Keith Lee would be a main event guy and you know it took him Wednesday night to fulfill that that destiny. So yeah, yeah. He, there was even a, a video that um, he 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 visited him uh, just days before you know you know he passed away. Uh, you know, just just days before he passed away. You know, in what in late June, before I guess you know before this uh, obviously before this match went down. You know, so uh, excuse me. Um, you know. You know, congratulations to Keith Lee, and uh, you know, keep doing your thing. Oh yeah, yeah one more other thing. He mentioned uh, he he gave uh, he gave um, um, Roman Reigns credit because if you remember um, in the Survivor Series, you know they had the, the NXT invasion, and he was the last the last man um in it, you know out of the NXT guys to get eliminated you know cuz he and after the match um Roman Reigns you know gave him you know the fist fist bump as a sign of respect and um you know he gave when he did a, a, a like a um a post you know, a post, what you might call it, uh, you know, the a post-celebration match after the, right after the match, he, he gave credit to Roman Reigns, you know, for, you know, for giving him his props. You know, he felt that was his, you know, coming out party. Well, yeah, here's what he said. Uh, Roman Reigns doesn't get credit for what he meant, and he went above and beyond to make that moment. The simple gesture of our fist bump, he turned that into magic. That was the start of something special for me. He is such a superstar that he made that moment overshadow everything else that happened in that match, and I won't forget it. So, yeah, so basically Roman Reigns recently um, responded uh, on his, uh, you know, on, on Twitter, and basically Reigns wrote, congratulations on one hell of a journey, Keith Lee. Still a ton of work to do, which I know you already know. Keep killing it and responding. I definitely still want that one-on-one champ fist emoji. So yeah, basically that was a highlight in, of Keith Lee's uh, WWE um, career, and then of course, uh, well, um, just a few months later, Royal Rumble. You know, he he went um, toe-to-toe briefly with. Brock Lesnar, which, you know, Brock Lesnar looked intimidated. And, you know, Brock Lesnar rarely looks intimidated seeing, you know, facing anybody. So, you know, you could see there's a future WrestleMania matchup 
possibly be between any of those two guys against Keith Lee. I saw uh, there's an article. I didn't get to read it yet, but so there's an article where Roman Reigns calls out um, Lee after winning the winning the NXT title. Mm-hmm. So you know, a future match between them might happen sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. That would be a uh, definitely a great matchup. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Anybody he faces in the future, so. You know, Pops would keep the lead, you know, um, doing his thing and, you know, finding, unifying the title. Yep. So as, as a result, for the past three weeks, T, uh, you know, defeated AEW in the ratings. But uh, AEW, you know, they had the, um, they had the, um, the Fighter Fest event. And, yeah, that was a, it was a good event as well. But, Keith Lee, you know, making history, that, that definitely overshadowed, um, a, you know, what happened with AEW, but still, a, you know, a, a good pay-per-view as well. But, uh, yeah, let me, you know, let me recap what happened. Uh, night one, uh, J- July 1st, um, Jurassic um, Express, they defeat MJF and Wardlow in a tag team match. Um, her, the, she defeated Penelope Ford uh, in a singles match for the AEW Women's Championship, and um, it looks like she's going to be facing her old rival uh, Nyla Rose uh, down the line. Uh, Cody Rhodes uh, he defeated Jake Hager, you know, formerly known as Jack Swagger, to retain the AEW uh, TNT Championship. Uh, Private Party, you know, which has Isaiah uh, Cassidy and uh, Mark Quinn. Um, they defeated the Inner Circle, Santana or in Ortiz. And then the tag team champions, uh, the AEW World Tag Team Champions, uh, Kenny Omega and Ad- Hangman Adam Page, they retained their titles and defeated best friends Chuck Taylor and uh, Trent. And um, that was night one. And then on Wednesday night, um, Kenny, Kenny Omega and Adam Page, they they defended their title two weeks in a row. So, this you know, this pay-per-view had the, 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 the AEW Tag Team Champions defeat, defending their titles two weeks. They, they ended off night one. And then night two, they lead off the show, defending the, successfully retaining the titles, but this time against Private Party, because um, they won the number one contender, the number one contender, um, you know, ship opportunity after they defeated um, the Inner Circle in the night one. So, yeah. The, so then the next match, um, Lance Archer. You know he de- they defeated the bad boy uh, Joey Janela um, in a singles match. Then you had a tag team match with with the Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Brothers defeating FTR, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood Harwood, also known as or should I say formerly known as the Revival, and they teamed up with the Young Bucks, which. 
you know, they've been teasing on, on social media for a while now that they're, they're, those two are finally going to battle it out. But they, uh, they, they both teams tag team together in a losing effort. And I think after the match, they, like, shook hands. So it looks like the Revival, now known as FTR, they're going to finally battle, eventually battle the, the Young Bucks in a tag team match. And um, Nyla Rose, uh, the native beast, she defeated Kenzie Page and Killian Young in a handicap match. Uh, Cole Cabana, um, he got the pinfall because the Dark Order, Brody Lee, formerly known as Luke Harper, um, and Stu Grayson, um, they defeated SoCal Uncensored, which has uh, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and uh, Scorpio Sky in a, in a six-man tag team match. And last but not least, to me, the best match of the, the whole Fighter Fest was Chris Jericho, Le Champion, versus freshly squeezed, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy in a singles match. This is some weird this name. Was a, a really great match. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's a great match because um, for like months, Jericho has been, you know, um, doing commentary. And he's always, every time when he's doing matches, he's like criticizing um, Orange Cassidy because of his left back. Like, he's always saying, like, I don't like this guy. I don't like his style. I don't, know, I don't like the way he talks. Like, like, he just, like, just goes in on Like, he's kind of like an old man on a lawn. Like, an old man, like, get off my lawn kind of dude. He just, <laughs> he just can't stand because of his laid-back approach. Like, he's in his pocket. And um, in, in the in the matchup, one highlight was I don't know if you noticed, but Orange Cassidy when he fights, he like he. Well, what was that? I, I you broke up there. Hello, I think we're I think we're back on the air. Okay, you, you great. All right, good. Sorry about that, folks. Technical technical difficulties. I heard the phone hang up while I was talking, and then a few seconds later it went into to, into effect. So sorry about that. I don't know why it hanged up, but we're back. So yeah, that was a great match. And uh, you know, Jericho after the match, he um, you know, he wrote on social media that, um, you know, that was one of his best matches of his career. But, um, you know, that's the closest, or, uh, you know, Orange Cassidy will get to defeating him, you, you know, and there won't be a rematch. So, yeah, um, basically, Jericho, you know, hit the, um, the the Judas effect, which is, his you know, his new finishing move since he, he went to AEW. And, you know, that's that – you know, sealed the victory for him. Oh, yeah, another highlight of the match is um, Jericho's, um, you know, fellow inner circle, Santana and um, 
um, Santana and Ortiz, you know, they 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 spilled orange juice in his face to distract them while the the, <laughs> the referee was was distracted. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, you know, Jericho he got the he he got the victory, and um, yeah, all in all, a good a good um, both of them were, both shows had had you know good pay per view esque type shows on network TV. So all in all, you know, good two weeks for for um for what you gonna call it for um for wrestling. Oh yeah, one more another highlight was um Taz he awarded um Brian Cage um his his old school F, FTW belt that he had back in the ECW days. So now Brian Cage is the new FTW champion, and um, the match that match his match that was scheduled on Wednesday against Dean Ambrose for Dean for the AEW championship it it's it got pushed back for this week um, this week's event uh, on um, this upcoming AEW um, event I forgot the name of the the event that they, you know, that that's gonna be on AEW Dynamite, but um, yeah, basically they're gonna they're gonna have their match. Oh yeah, here it is, Fight of the Fallen. So they're gonna have their pay per view. They're gonna have another pay per view type um event this Wednesday called Fight of the Fallen. So, um, well, now John Moxley, since he doesn't go by Dean Ambrose anymore, he's gonna um, try to defend the title because of you know, I think him and Renee had a, a coronavirus. Oh wow! So that's why, or there was a coronavirus scare or something like that. I think they both had it, or one of them had it, so they weren't able to defend the title. I mean, he was he wasn't able to defend the title, but now. You know, he should be good to go. So this Wednesday, um, Dean Ambrose will be putting the AEW title on the line, and now he'll be facing the new FTW champion, Brian Cage, with Taz at his side um, for the AEW championship. So that that's definitely going to be a highlight for you know this upcoming Wednesday. Um, on Raw. Looks like MVP is the new United States champion because I think um, Apollo Crews couldn't retain, couldn't defend the title for whatever reason. So now they unveiled a new United States championship. Like, what's your thoughts on that? I thought that was weird. And you know, MVP, them putting MVP back into the you know wrestling wrestling limelight. It was weird, you know. I thought that MVP was just going to be Lashley's manager, but now, you know, it looks like he's back to being a full-time wrestler also. So, yeah. But I think it's good. I mean, the guy just still wrestle. Um, he's still athletic. Um, and having him as uh, the champion, I think it's a good thing going forward. You know, uh, I sucks it couldn't yeah. go to Lashley. I would have I actually like Lashley to have the title. You know, and then maybe have that potential matchup with him and Lesnar, but we're still wishing for that matchup. You know, mm-hmm. 
if it, it right now it doesn't seem that's ever gonna happen, despite you know everyone's pleas for that to happen. But I think it'll be a good thing for MVP to have the title, and I I like the new look of it too. Yeah, I, I like it too. I think um because I, I thought he yeah I thought so too. I thought the title was gonna go to Lashley too, but I think it, I think it shows that Lashley is still trying to go for the main title. Because I feel, yeah. in a way, I think you should. I think, I think they made the right decision. You know, putting on MVP. You know, MVP was, you know, one of the best United States champions of all time. And, you know, I think it's now that he's back at full time, him having the title. You know, it it shows that Bobby Lashley is still thinking. You know, heavyweight champion aspirations. Because I feel right now, after he was battling with Drew McIntyre, like. I don't think he should take a step back and try to stay in the, go back to the mid card. You know, he he gotta he gotta press forward. Whether it's to take the title off of Drew McIntyre or go on SmackDown and take the title from you know um, Braun Strowman, he he needs to keep he needs to keep that that championship aspirations in his sights. And once he gets that title, I think that's when he he'll face Brock Lesnar. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think yeah. if he doesn't get the title, I don't think he's facing Brock Lesnar. I think once yeah. he gets that title, that's gonna that's gonna make Brock Lesnar pop up and challenge him for the title. Because you know, Brock Lesnar once he comes, he's an automatic. He has an automatic, um, you know, number one. That's why I felt. That's why I felt he shouldn't have even had the um the money in the bank. You know because. He always gets that that the opportunity anyway, so it's like, you know, he, you know what I mean. So I I just felt yeah. it was a waste of you know the briefcase, you know, because he, I mean, he's a walking main event. Yeah, you know, he's always gonna get opportunity. So, but yeah, hopefully Bobby Lashley, whenever Drew McIntyre drops a belt, which right now it's gonna be WrestleMania, really is. The way how they're they're pushing him, you know. Hopefully, Bobby Lashley will get the opportunity. Will be the guy to knock him off. But that's not happening anytime soon. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else happened on WWE. Was it on Raw? I think it was on. Was it a Raw Smack? Actually, McIntyre is on. I keep forgetting. McIntyre's on Raw, right? The same feud Jeff Hardy had with Sam Punk like a decade ago. You know, bring up his, you know, his DUI drug use and his taste. I mean, like, geez. I mean, can the guy try to have a redemption? Like, I mean, it's like every, it's like that's the only storyline WWE can think of. Come on, pal. What, 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 what can we do to, you know, and pull up? And just pop another another DUI and and alcohol thing. I mean, uh, and drug thing. Like, I mean, come on. Yeah, it's getting old. I mean, it's just. Can you give him a? Can you give him another storyline? Yeah, it's getting old right now. I'll be the. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, some poor taste. Also, you know, the guy has clearly had issues with alcohol and. He keep making it just storyline. I mean, come on, move on from yeah, it. Yeah, they keep mocking him. 
And I mean, you could you could you could see he looks like he's really he's really being serious about this time about being on the road to redemption. And yeah. they're just like, come on, like just keep bringing it up. I mean, it's crazy. But uh, I'm trying to think what else happened. I mean, Bailey and Sasha Banks they just keep defending the the titles everywhere. NXT, Raw, SmackDown. I mean, it's just. I mean, I know most recently they def- they uh, what? Um, what they defeated? Um, then they defeat um um, what you want to call it? Nikki Cross and and Alexa Bliss on SmackDown yesterday. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. What- some of those matches. Yeah, all these, all these matches are blood because they all. Sasha Banks and, and Bailey are like in every, every. They're like in Charlotte Flair mode. They're like in every episode. Yeah, NXT, pretty much. Raw, SmackDown. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, they're great competitors, but it's like WWE man. They just keep. And, and all of these matches are most of these matches are ending in disqualification. I think I think Bailey did defeat. Had to put on the ropes. And defeated, um, I assume it was um, Alexa Bliss. It could have been, I mean, Nikki Cross. In any case, it was the tag team match from yesterday. I mean, either way, they both lost anyway, so mm-hmm. I can't remember. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else happened on. Well, the on, big return of uh, Drew McIntyre's former bandmate. Oh, yes, yeah, thank he, he came back. Yeah. Yeah, three MB, and and apparently I, I think I read somewhere that that was uh, Drew McIntyre's idea to have him come back. Yeah, that's a great idea. That was that great. Was good. I thought he healed just like um, Lacey Evans turned heel yesterday. You know, in that um, battle from yesterday, but um. No, he, he, yeah, Heath Slater, he, his, um, his, whatchamacallit, return. had his return, and, oh, yeah, yeah, he lost to, um, Drew McIntyre quickly in a, in a, in a squash match. That should have been a pay-per-view match, I think. It could have, uh, built, they could have right. built up, uh, Heath Slater as a heel, as a big heel for a pay-per-view match. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. When he, when he, um, what you would call it? When he, um, after he lost a match to Drew McIntyre, and then you know, like Drew McIntyre kind of turned around and he was um, arguing with Dolph Ziggler, you know, you know, because of their upcoming, you know, match. I thought that he was, thought he was gonna like, um, you know, what I'm saying he's gonna, um, gonna what was I gonna say? He was gonna, um, darn, I'm trying. I thought he was gonna attack. From uh, when Drew McIntyre's back was turned, but sure enough, he's still a, he's still up. Oh, that's his his um until this upcoming Raw. This it looks like that might be his swan song with the company, but I mean, mm. I guess we'll see. Yeah. But um, yeah. Let's. Uh, Shave gear, and um, we're gonna talk a little baseball. Um, I don't know if you heard, but the boy this Chapman, you know, he he unfortunately has uh, the coronavirus. 
Yeah, well, you know, there are other players that tested or that have already tested by DJ LeMay, who he tested positive, positive a couple of weeks ago. So he's been in quarantine. So Chapman will have to be uh, in quarantine for two weeks before he can rejoin uh, the team again. And the uh, Yankees are here. They're going to have a couple of exhibition games with the Mets next week. Mm. One at Yankee Stadium nope. and one at City Field. Yeah, and I think if I'm not sure, in these next two years they're gonna have they're gonna play each other in nine eleven. Oh, you know, so you know that's a I I think that's a that's a smart decision having them face each other. I mean, I yeah. do love them. I I do love when they face each other in the summer. I do love when they face each other in the summertime and have like a two week period. Have like three games at they still on the weekends. Three, three games in, you know, Yankee Stadium. Um, I mean, obviously, most recently, they usually have now the four-game weekday kind of thing that they do. But, yeah, I think it's a good idea to have them, uh, you know, play 9-11. For obvious reasons, it, it, it means a lot to both of them, you know. Yeah. But I mean, I do prefer them playing in you know July, June and July, generally speaking. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it was one idea to have them face each other in nine uh, eleven. You know, I think that that's um, a you know I I think to to uh, commemorate you know what happened um, mm-hmm. back on nine eleven. You know, and what the whole city had to go through. And the Yankees being, you know, still the defending champs at the at the time, and that great World mm-hmm. Series, the Diamondbacks, and that uh, that great game that the Mets had. I think it was with the Braves after nine eleven, right? Yeah, it was. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ten days. Ten ten days after nine eleven. Yeah. I mean, you had uh, you know, a lot of a lot of memories from that time. Mm-hmm. You know, so bad yep. and good. But them to have that game mm-hmm. on nine eleven to just commemorate, you know, what happened, you know, um, mm-hmm. what happened uh, uh, nineteen years ago. I mean, I think it's a great thing. Twenty yeah. years ago, actually, since it'll be right. next year, it'll be next year, Daddy. Or it'll be this right. year that they'll be playing on nine eleven. Um, they're definitely playing each other next year for sure. I th- okay. I think I could have sworn I saw they were gonna do it this year also. Let me let me just double check to make sure, you know. Um but if my understanding I think they're doing it both years, this year and next year. Oh so let me just let me just, be, sort... let me just be a hundred Okay. Let me just be a hundred percent sure. But yeah, they're definitely playing next year for sure. We could, you know, 'cause that's that's gonna be the twentieth anniversary. Yeah.
Next year, the Mets will host will host the Yankees. Um, you know, on September 11, uh, Yankees will host the Mets during the Fourth of July weekend um, next year. Um, let's see. Let's see for for next year. That's the. I mean, I should say rather uh, this year. Let me, let me see what was. Um, yeah, Cespedes. He thinks he'll be 100% ready uh, when the when this in a few weeks. Uh, Cano hasn't showed up, uh, to my knowledge. He he wasn't he wasn't with the team yesterday. Um, uh, what else was that? Have you been watching the interest interest squad games? Uh, no, just the highlights. Yeah, same here. I don't. I don't have time to watch an empty arena interest squad game. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, yeah. But I have seen the highlights. Looks like you know. Yeah. A lot of the players are in uh, game shape. They're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Seen uh, Miguel Indahar and Duhar. He looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Even hit a home run off Jared Cole the other day. Mm-hmm. But Jared Cole looks like he's been lights out for the most part. So he's. He's looking like the ace of New York. Yeah, if there was no J- Jacob DeGrom, he'd be the ace of New York. We'll but see. We'll I see. Think, I think Yankee fans forget there's two teams in New York. I mean, there's the New York Yankees. And, yeah, I know you guys think Red Sox is the other team, but, nope, it's New York Mets. It's the team that actually beat the Red Sox in the 86 World Series. You know, well, the Mets. Well, Mets we'll are still in, the, in, in baseball. I know they're playing DH rules, but. It's the National League team of New York. We'll see. We'll see who's the better pitcher this year. All right, we'll see. I got my money on Jared Cole. All right, I, I'm I'm being on the ground because two years in a row he he's been the best pitcher, and you know he has a sign a word to back that up. So all right, you know, that's my guy. I'm sticking with him. All right, but um. But let me see what I'm trying to think. Um, the, the um returned and he's the favorite to um to own the Mets. He, you know he's gonna be battling a a Rod and J Lo and some other um owner people to to try to be um next owner of the Mets. Uh, the final decision will be. Uh, announced, I think, in October or by the end of the year. So, you know, as of right now, it looks like he's been too And A-Rod's group um, gave $1.7 billion. So this is the beginning part of the negotiation. So, hey, man, as long as... As long as somebody who wants to who's competitive and wants the Mets to win a championship and will spend the money, I'm down for it. You know. So right now it looks like if it's Stephen Cohen or A Rod, you know, A Rod's group, 
it looks like those are the two I'm rooting for, you know, one of those two guys. Because Steve Cohen, you know, he's a Mets fan. He has the money to spend. The rumor is he's going to become, you know, he's going to spend the money, you know. Um, A-Rod, obviously a former player, grew up a Mets fan in Miami, you know. And not to mention they want to turn City Field, you know, they want to get that buzz back at, at you know, at City Field. So, uh, you know, whoever, hey, in a perfect way, I'd love to see them join forces, you know, just to make sure the Wilpons don't don't own this team anymore. But we'll see what happens. As long as, as long as they get the right owner that will spend the money and bring Mets back to its glory or take them to new heights, I'm all for it. But um, speaking of my other team that needs a resurrection, and you know what the team is, man. I don't even have to say what it is. Let me. I didn't rehearse this with you. So guess what team I'm talking about? Uh, a team that needs resurrection? What is the number one team in New York that needs a resurrection among all the other teams? Well, uh, oh, you talking about the Knicks? Ding, ding, ding. See, folks, we did not rehearse it. Oh. That's how bad the Knicks are. We, we didn't even rehearse it, and he got the answer right. But, yeah, the Knicks, they, you know, they're, you know, the rumor is, is uh, you know, Tom Thibodeau spoke with them, had the interview. He's going to have a second interview with them. Um, Jason Kidd is a, a favorite. There's also another favorite to, to coach. in Milwaukee, and um, yeah, um, Lamelo Lamelo Ball. He has every top draft pick. You know they want to come to the Knicks. Unfortunately, Stephen Curry wanted to come to the Knicks too, but unfortunately, the Golden State Warriors had one pick ahead of the Knicks, <laughs> and the rest is history. Like Justin Verlander. The Mets wanted just in Verlander, but I'm the Detroit Tigers to pick before them. So before the draft even went down, they knew that the going to draft them because every time they were scouting him, the, the, the Tigers were scouting him too. So the rest is history. And then, of course, you know, Verlander, you know, goes to um, Houston and wins the championship. Um, obviously, there's an asterisk towards that championship because the Astros were um, allegedly caught cheating. So, you know, but that's, you know, Verlander is one of the best pitchers in the game. You know? so, yeah. Yeah. His career well, worked out well for him, you know. Well, as far as Lamelo to the Knicks, I mean, the guy, the kid is definitely talented. I've seen his videos mm-hmm. for a while now on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And he definitely has some skill. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what type of NBA career he's going to have. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of hype around his brother uh, several years ago when he came into mm-hmm. the NBA and he was drafted Alonzo. by the Lakers, Alonzo. And, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't really have a great career with the Lakers and then he was traded. Mm-hmm. So, I don't uh, right now, Lamelo does have the hype, but I, I don't know how he's going to fare in the – in the NBA, and, you know, him wanting to go to the Knicks, I mean, uh, you know, I, right now, it, it's it's just rumors right now, 
But even if he does go to mm-hmm. go to the Knicks, I have to see how he plays for me to really buy into the hype. You know? So Right. Exactly. Because playing in Australia he's 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 averaging almost a a, a triple double. I mean, about what a little over seventeen points, about what, eight rebounds and what seven assists, you know. Uh, we'll see how it translates in, in uh, you know, in the NBA. You know, he he did well in the NBL, but you know, we'll see how he does in the NBA. And uh, you know, his dad, um, I'm trying to remember his name. I forgot his name. LeBron Ball. Ball. Le- yeah. You know, he Le- was. Ball. Yeah, he was saying like how he. You know, if the Knicks draft him, have draft his son, he wants to get all three of his sons in the in, in on the Knicks. <laughs> so I mean, I, I, we'll see what happens. But Duke should um, hire Jason Kidd as as um, the head coach, just freak freak. I prefer yeah to I prefer them to go after Thibodeau. Just because Thibodeau mm-hmm. has been with this organization before, and just having him back as a head coach who has a lot of experience, I prefer him over Jason Kidd. To be honest, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I do not think they should. I don't think they should um, get. Unless they really think he's the the next the next head coach that will bring the the next top prominence, then they should go. Go after him, but to be honest, is to go after um what's his name again? Uh, Tom Thibodeau. He was assistant coach on the Knicks, you know, during the nineties. You know, with, with with Van Gundy, obviously he was a a very good head coach. Um, you know, he was a coach with you know assistant coach with with, with um with the Celtics when they won. And of course, you know he was a great coach with um, with Chicago. So yeah, I think the, I think he's the perfect guy to bring the Knicks back to respectability. And if uh, the the people that they keep the Knicks keep hiring in the front office office like you know Perrin and um, uh, Darren, I think there's other guys too. Like it, they've been drafting a lot of people. You know it, they've been signing a lot of people who's good in the draft. So. If they could keep that momentum going, the Knicks could be a, a respectable team in no time. You know, but they gotta they gotta draft well and they gotta have a a great head coach to to bring them back. You know, because the NBA needs it, man. It's not the same without it's not the same without you know the Knicks. You know, actually trying to be relevant. You know, in the NBA. You know, we're in dark times now. So we'll see what happens with the with the with the Knicks, you know, in the future. Um, any last things you'd like to say before we head out? Uh, no, uh, just everyone uh, have a safe weekend. Hope everyone had a safe July Fourth. And yeah, just come back, listen to Sports of Legend every Saturdays at eleven, only on Box Talk Radio. Um, you know, check out, uh, you know, Sports Urban Legend, uh, next week, 
Uh, Saturday is at 11. Check out my YouTube channel, Sports Urban Legend TV. And, uh, you know, he's a Macaulay Matthew. I'm William Ramo. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.